0: And we are recording. We have to do a little dance first. I make everyone dance a little bit. (laughs) Hey there, friends. Call it Reese Denis here from Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Thanks for joining us today. We have a very special guest from Canada via Portland. Anna like Heuki is here and I am so delighted because this is actually the first time I get to meet her. And now you get to meet her along with me. And I've been following you for a couple years, I think, with your beautiful blog and your coaching practices. And so welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And we've got a little dance party going on here. Yeah. I'm sure you're watching that here. Yeah. So, <laughs> I
0: have to play this song because I just love the idea that Life will never be the same. You step into it and you make it happen and it will never be the same. Just keep it going, and going and going and going and going and going. And there we go. I like it. So you are coming to me from snowy Canada. <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh. It's the end of April and there's outside two snow
1: outside.
0: <laughs> and how long have you been living up there?
1: for about nine months now.
0: Wow, from Portland. Well, and I was telling her it's still raining in Portland, so you know, but there you are. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um, So up until nine months ago, I was living in Portland, um, not that far from you, I mean, across the river, but you know, same world. Um, I was a happy solo mom. I was the mom to one daughter, Um, and I had been in Portland for about five years, and uh, before Portland, actually, I was living in Tokyo, and I left Tokyo in a rather dramatic fashion after the 2011 earthquake and tsunami and nuclear event. Um, I'm probably not supposed to call it a nuclear event, but you know.
0: You
1: do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I left Tokyo. I had been there many, many years. I spent part of my childhood there. I lived there again as an adult. I had my daughter there. I had a life and a world there that I, I really liked. But after the earthquake, I was like, you know what? It felt like something something had been completed. It was like there was a cord that had connected me to Japan for many, many years of my life. And in that big shakeup, literally, quite literally, I really felt like that energetic cord had snapped. And I was free of Japan. I didn't want to live there anymore. It didn't feel right to raise my daughter there anymore for a lot of reasons. Um, And I ended up in Portland. It was a soft landing for me, my brother and sister-in-law and eventually my other sister lived there. Um, So I had some family. And so me and my four-year-old crashed in Portland quite quite literally crash landed and we lived on the my brother's dining room floor for several months and then I ended up getting a place in Portland and stayed there for five very very happy years and that's where I reinvented myself I had um, been a consultant and a voiceover artist in Japan I'd been a theater actor before I had my daughter and then once I had her I switched over into voiceovers a lot more conducive to child rearing um, but I reinvented myself. I had this tiny little coaching hobby really in Japan that I had started. I'd gone and gotten trained. I'd worked with Dr. Martha Beck and been certified as a coach. But it was really just a, just a hobby, just something that I did for fun. And then after the earthquake, I arrived in Portland. I knew no one. I was starting at zero. I didn't have any connections in the voiceover industry or in the business industry. And I was like, you know what? As long as I'm starting over completely from scratch, I want to do something different. I want to do something that really is from my heart and from my soul. And I had nothing to lose at that point. I had no home. I didn't have a lot of money, right. no connections. I was like, well, maybe now is <laughs> <was> the moment. <laughs> so I did. I took my little coaching hobby and got really serious about it and hustled my booty off there you go. and turned it into a thriving business that supported my daughter and I for the last, uh, for about around five years in Portland. Then something very, very, very unexpected happened. I did not see this coming at all. I fell madly in love with one of my very good friends who lived in Canada.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Those long distance things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And because we both had kids, it was, and we already knew each other so well as good friends do. Um, there was never a question of like, well, are we going to date? It was like, well, are we going to get married and join our families or are we just not going to do this at all? So here I am up in this snowy Alberta, happily married to the love of my life together. We now have five kids.
0: Wow. That just grew really fast.
1: So yeah, I went from, you know, being me and my one daughter, just the two of us to having a husband, five kids, a dog, two snakes and a minivan. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Canada. yeah but you know what's so great i mean the internet is so amazing that we can do the work that we love from home mm-hmm. so you can do your work and you're global i'm global i mean it's yes. it's so fantastic that we can do this work that we love yeah and and reach all those people so your site is called declare dominion yes your coaching practice so mm-hmm. tell me what that's about
1: Epic, epic has a lot of, Oh, sorry. What was that?
0: Epic fucking badasses.
1: <laughs> I do. I help the kindred spirits, the really beautiful, sensitive, soulful, deep people of the world. Women. I help them also be epic fucking badasses. I love that. So I help them take all that beautiful sensitivity and that deep wisdom and all the thousands of books that they've read. Cause they're all bookworms like me and I help them also build some of those fierce muscles mm-hmm. that we don't always get a chance to exercise safely in our lives. And so I give them kind of a, it's like a safe space where they get to practice getting really strong. Mm-hmm. And then they they keep all that beauty and wisdom and kindness and spirit that they had already. They still have that, of course. That's theirs. They came into the world with that. But they also have some badass muscle. back that shit up. (laughs) That's right. Advocates, not just for themselves, but for the people, the people around them. And I think the reason that I love the phrase declare dominion um, is because I had an epiphany after my daughter was born. this is when I was living in Japan and I felt very out of control in my own life. I thought I was working like I had three different careers because I was sort of transitioning and I had this new baby who didn't sleep and I just felt like I was losing my mind. I felt like life was like Tearing across, you know, the field, and I was just like barely holding on for dear life, <laughs> and I, I felt very like everything was happening to me. You know, I had really sort of lost all of my power, um and this this word, dominion, 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 it kept popping up. I would see it places, and I would like just sort of it like just kept ringing in my head like a bell, and I finally realized, oh, my life is my dominion. This is my job. This is nobody else's responsibility I have to take responsibility for my life and it became my my theme for the year every year I declare a theme for that year I'm an English major I can't help it um I should also declare like a metaphor for the year or something (laughs) but dominion became my my theme for that year and it was a really powerful concept that I am in charge of my life and I'm also responsible for for my life and what I choose to to do within the space that I'm in, beautiful, and it meant so much to me that I ended up turning my whole coaching practice, like putting it under that umbrella.
0: Mm-hmm. Right on, yeah, that's good. You know, I, I I see it so much. Well, as a coach too, you know, with my my coaching practice, which is called movement, momentum, and magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love
0: that. Yeah, and as a you know, a, a trained dancer. I've been dancing all my life. And I've been coaching all my life Mm -hmm. you have to move you have to move the body you have to take charge you have to be empowered and step into it Mm -hmm. it's yours it's nobody else's no one else is to blame no one else you can't rely on anybody else it's yours yeah and you have to do it yeah You, you get to do it
1: you don't have to do it you can just sit there and Crumple if you want,
0: (laughs) (laughs) no crumpling allowed.
1: (laughs) I love that you talk about movement because so often, you know, I mostly live up in my head. I I'm very much a sort of, I'm all like the the these top few chakras. It's harder for me to get into my body. Of course, it means it's that much more important. Um, But it's very easy for me to think that I can like think my way into something or imagine my way into something or, you know envision whatever my way into something but the truth is the most real progress comes when we, we bring that body piece in and we right. we start moving not just in our mind but we actually move our physical selves around and start interacting with
0: things right well and it's it's about first it is about moving the body and just getting the joints going I mean just the physical movement itself but then it means energy mm your momentum so that you start to feel really good and then you can start to go after those dreams Mm -hmm. to be in them physically not just in your head right yeah you got to do that and then you create your everyday magic
1: yeah yeah but I, yeah, I think it takes. I think it takes all of it. And I think some of us are more naturally at home in one realm or the other. You know, some people are very good at the physical world; they've got that shit on lock. You know, but they have a harder time with sort of the more ethereal parts of life. I'm the opposite. You know, I can dream till the cows come home, but getting dinner on table on the table on time is like a real challenge for me.
0: That shit is hard. So you're a writer. I am. Yeah. And you have a, a beautiful blog. Thank you. A Friday Missive, which yeah. is a reading. So everybody, everybody watching me need to sign up for her blog.
1: Oh, thank you. I would love it if you did.
0: Yeah. And uh, what, what else about your writing? What else do you write about?
1: Well, for several years, I have been working on a love project. So in addition to my coaching and the blogging and all of the content that I create that's sort of... Really specifically created for my tribe of people. You know, I'm always thinking about, okay, what do I need? What do they need? Like, what do we all need? What's gonna help us move forward? Um, I've been working on a project that really has no functional purpose. It's just, it's just from my heart. It's just pure creative inspiration, and it's a memoir about my childhood. I grew up in Japan um, in a very religious community. I did not fit there at all. (laughs) Shocking. Um, And it was a bumpy ride. And I wrote a, I've written a memoir about it. Um, And I'm currently in the process, that heartbreaking, gut-wrenching process of figuring out what to do next, trying to get an agent. So far, I haven't gotten an agent. Do I, what am I going to do with it? So it's it's interesting. It's like, I'm in this funny phase now where like, I did the creation, the creating part. The creation is done. But now I have to figure out. Figure out how to bring it to birth in the world in that physical form, and I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, so I'm, I'm in a bit of a of a pause.
0: The, um, and there's so many options available now. Absolutely, absolutely. Like it used to be, I put out a book in 2008, and I had to go and print like 5,000 of them. <laughs> then, I self published it. Good for you. I mean, I got my degree. I got my master's in publishing and writing. Oh Since wow! I started my own publishing company so I could publish my book.
1: <laughs> that's true, that's totally not the fucking badass move. I love that.
0: <laughs> and now, and so, um, and I like to call my women sacred rebels.
1: Oh, I love that sacred rebels. God, the world needs its sacred rebels right now, doesn't it?
0: Yes, and they are—they are showing up. Yeah, They're definitely showing up. Gotta love that. Um, yeah. So. Let's see, you also do a thing called Queen Sweep.
1: I do. I you have
0: a, a gift for our viewers.
1: I do, yes, yes. So the Queen Sweep was also born out of that period of my life that I was telling you about earlier when I had a baby and I couldn't sleep and oh my God, life was just up to here. Oh, like I just was barely staying above water. Um and like I said, the physical world is hard for me. It's not, it doesn't come naturally. I can write it on paper, I can write a report can't balance my checkbook to save my goddamn life. <laughs> you know? Oh, man,
0: that's, that's definitely, ugh.
1: That's okay. That's why I have an accountant now and a bookkeeper. But anyway, I digress. Um, although I got to say, for us creative types, delegating some of that stuff is, okay. is amazing. But I I kept thinking, like, okay, there has to be a better way to do this. You know, I was sort of a fly-by-my-pants kind of a girl before. And I liked that. It suited my artistic temperament. And I was an actor, and so life was always a little bit. I never knew where I was going. You know, I'd get a call and be somewhere the next day. So that worked. And then I had a kid, and I tried to also balance this consulting gig that I was doing, and it just about killed me. So because I'm a nerd what I did was I bought a stack of like 20 books and I read all of them. I read David Allen's getting things done. I read Tim Ferriss's the four hour work week. I read all the Franklin Covey books and I read eat that frog. And like, I just any book out there on time management, I think I read it. And what I discovered was that these were wonderful books, but they were all written by people who were very good at this stuff, which is why they were writing the books. Right. But it was like, It was like trying to learn to dance from someone who's just really naturally graceful they're like well you just you just make your body beautiful and you're like okay but i don't i don't know how to do right like you know what i'm saying in some ways it's hard to teach something that comes really naturally to you because it just seems so obvious and so i felt like before i even could use a lot of the the tools and the things in these books I felt like I needed like a, a, a primer. I needed like the, the foundational level or I, I needed someone who felt like me and I couldn't find anything. So I ended up cobbling together my own system and, and and it was, you know, partly about keeping my house clean and partly about getting on top of a to-do list that actually worked and didn't just make me want to die. And it was partly about keeping track of all of my appointments and my kids appointments and deadlines and, and all that you know, stuff, and partly it was about what to do with all the paper that came through my life. And, it, you know, it was like I kept trying to attack one of those in isolation, but the problem is that they're all interconnected, right? You get a paper bill, and you have, there's a deadline, but it's also connected to how much money you have in your bank account. And then if you can't find the bill, or you can't find your checkbook, or you can't remove your password, like, right? Like, it's so easy to get lost in that spin. So, I eventually, though, I found some things. That worked, and they worked because I stopped trying to make myself think like someone who's naturally very organized. Mm -hmm. And I just went with my kind of creative right brain, like more circular, sort of holistic
0: nature.
1: Yeah, exactly. I worked with my natural tendencies instead of trying to go Widdershins with myself. So I kept, you know, I kept finding themes and I'm a total geek about this stuff. When I get excited about something, I can't shut up about it. And I I like go really, really deep into it. And all my friends are like, oh my God, please stop talking. (laughs) And we finally cracked the to-do list code. We don't care. Just you have to stop. And so (laughs) I was like, but this is so interesting and it's so helpful. So I ended up turning it into a course, this tiny little five week course. Um, and it's what ultimately became the Queen Sweep, which now is this nine week, big, beautiful, wonderful program, and thousands of women have gone through it. But it started out with just this little email series I did with these little essays I had written. So, anyway, that was a long answer to your, your question, but the Queen Sweep is a step by step way to clear out some of the clutter that is gunking you up mm-hmm. and invite in more beauty, but also get really, really practical. When it comes to some of that very non-sexy stuff in our lives, things like schedules, routines, bills, money, paper, filing, what's hanging in your closet. And it's a way, it's a system where all the pieces build on each other. So I've now taken many, many women through this. I love the program. I love seeing what they do because you know this, right? My secret agenda is I know that when they start to get control over that physical aspect of life it, it also opens up all this space inside them you know it's like, it's like there's a mirror almost right the, the the outside is a reflection of us on the inside but it works both ways so when we start to clean up some of that physical stuff and you throw away the clothes that don't fit and you throw away the clothes that oh. make you feel bad about yourself and you get rid of
0: some of those piles of paper so feel so it want i just moved into a small house uh-huh. So from a normal house, my husband built us a small ADU, accessory dwelling unit.
1: Oh, wow, cool.
0: Everything. And we have some furniture. I kept my guitars. I kept my cowboy boots. <laughs>
1: that you was wasn't like full on minimalist, yeah?
0: Designed the house around those things and, and got rid of everything. And it is. I mean, it totally opens you up. You're huh. so right. You know, just allow yourself to really be and not to be weighed down by the material things or even the things you just don't know how to organize Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful program but i love your story about how you got to it how you you know listen to yourself and what worked exactly for you yeah yeah and it's been interesting
1: because you know adding four kids to the mix um there were people, I'm not going to lie, who were like, yeah, that works for you now because you have a simple life. Wait till you have a bunch of kids like me. Then your cold queen suit thing will fall apart. And I have taken great pleasure in actually (laughs) um, realizing that I actually depend on all those systems even more than before because there is more stuff and more people. And with seven people in this house, we're not really going to, we're not going to be minimalist. It's just not where we are in this space of our life. I have two toddlers running around in diapers and, you know, It's just, that's just not where we're at in our lives. But when we can stay on top of it and we can keep it corralled and we can focus on the few things that really matter instead of trying to do everything perfectly, getting really clear on like, okay, this doesn't, this is like a, you know, whatever, a a two and this is like a three, but this is a 10. Like if, if my island counter is clear I feel clear, even if there's still toys on the floor as there are always, of course. Oh, I feel like it's so actually, I meant to tell you guys, if, if you want a little taste of this, um, I'm not sure when I'm running the full program again, probably in the fall, but I have a free guide that's like a, a distillation, of, a little taste of this program.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and I'd love to gift it to your, your viewers for free.
0: So, Will, I'll put all, all your links and everything.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, it's queensweep.com. Queen like wearing the crown and sweep like a broom.
0: <laughs> get your royal badass on
1: and yeah, sweep
0: right. it yeah. out. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm, everybody, I want to make sure you go and get that. That's really beautiful. So, so I know that you've got to run and pick up your kids, but... Um, Let's talk a little bit about some obstacles so you're you're starting to or you are living your dream you've found the love of your life, you have a beautiful new home, you're doing your coaching practices you've come up with some beautiful programs for your epic fucking badasses, which I love um, <laughs> and 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 how are you feeling what 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 have you had to overcome to get to where you are?
1: You know what's funny is I think. We always think like, well, when I get there, then I'll be there and there'll be like a there, there. But it turns out there is no there, there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <keep going. laughs> you just keep going. And there's always something right. Like I am so in love with my husband. I, I expected to be single for the rest of my life. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for a partner. It wasn't something that I thought was going to happen for me. I was almost 40. I was like, well, I just, I guess it's just not happening for me. Um, and I love him and I'm so happy to be married to him and I love our kids and I love our home and, and guys, it is the end of April and there are two inches of snow on the ground and when the snow melts, it will be dead brown dull. Like I look outside and like my, my heart, like, Oh, it's like, I'm a little bit shriveling up inside, especially coming from Portland, which is you know, green and misty and there's literally flowers like hanging down and they, they bump your head as you walk by. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. I live on the tundra now, you know, there's literally not like we have trees, but they're like little sticks, you know, they're like yay high and that's been hard. Like I'm, I'm actually surprised at what a toll it's taking on me. I think I gathered a lot of energy from that stuff um, and it's it's a really different landscape here. So I'm having to learn how to plug into and find new energy sources because because the trees and the flowers like they're not here I can't plug into them in the same way same way that I could so it's it's a struggle like I sometimes feel like I can't breathe here because it is partly it's a physical thing it's literally so dry and it's so cold that you you, it's kind of hard to breathe and I I feel like you know, this is one of those things that like, you never hear a life coach say, you never hear them say like, oh, I'm a shame. I'm having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time with the weather and the landscape and it's, it's very different. I've always been a city girl. Mm-hmm. I'm living in the suburbs now. We're a good 45 minutes outside the city and it's definitely been an adjustment. So I, it's like, it's, it's complicated, right? It's There's a bit of a paradox on the one hand. I'm so in love with my life. I'm so, right. I'm so grateful And there are parts of it that are still really, really hard. And so I'm sort of where everybody is, which is like, some things are great. I can look around my life and just be bowled over with gratitude for these amazing kids that I have, for this incredible relationship that I'm in. And then there are also things where I like, I just look outside sometimes and I think, I think my stroll is just going to shrivel up and and blow away. (laughs) (laughs) You know so I think I think it's helpful to talk about it because I think we don't talk about it enough. Yeah, you know true. we talk about those big milestones you 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 write the book, you have the baby, you meet the love of your life, you get the job that you've been dreaming for, you get the promotion, you get like whatever it is you that thing happens, and we don't really talk about what happens after because mm-hmm. you still have to keep on cultivating yourself. you have to keep on being an epic fucking badass, even after those things those. Those things become a part of you, but they don't, they don't take away the fact that we're all human and, and it's, it's messy down here.
0: Right. There's, there's always issues. And to not talk about them is like covering them up. Yeah. And, and you don't want to cover them up, but you find ways to adjust or to change or to, you know, it's, it's like changing your story. You have to change something to be in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To, to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to this is how it is right you're yeah. you're human babe <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and I'll actually i have another free resource i didn't think about this one if you go to talk mm-hmm. um i have another free guide and it's also, it's all about choosing your language Well, mm-hmm. so it's really easy for me to be like i have to be in alberta because i fell in love with this canadian but that's total bullshit i could Get on a plane and fly away if I wanted to. I am physically a free human being. You know, I can, I don't want to do that. I want to be here. I'm choosing to be here. And so when I say I haven't quite found my footing here, but this is where I'm choosing to be, it doesn't mean that I, I like the landscape any better, but it gives me my power back. It reminds me that I'm always declaring dominion over my own life and this is my choice. You know, so so it's really easy to get stuck in that kind of um, passive language. I, I have to do this. I can't go to that thing. I should do this. I wish I hadn't. Da da da. And just by shifting the way we talk about it, it's not about sugarcoating it or being a Pollyanna about it. Not at all. You can say this is really hard, and this is what I'm choosing. Oh, sorry. What was that? Choice
0: of words. One more time. Choice of words.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's really, I think it's really powerful. So it's funny because I absolutely believe in the power of words and the power, the power, or, you know, what we declare. And then, but then I think it's also about that physical piece of moving your body, dancing, cleaning up your space, rolling some shit out. It's, it's amazing how those things can work together.
0: It, it's creating your life. It's yeah. what is it you want? What do you want? And yes, you have obstacles. And can you live with them? Because you have these other things, right? Yes. Yeah. You choose. Yeah. And that's, that's so beautiful and so empowering. And just um, like you said, you declare your dominion. I love that. You declare your life. Life is for living. Just yeah. freaking live it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if I can shut up about the weather for a minute, then you we know, can stop thinking about the weather. Then I can also pay attention to like, oh, look, I have beautiful tulips right here. Oh, wow, look at my kids' faces, like how funny they are and the ridiculous things that they say and like, look at my pretty bedroom where I get to work and be and right then it, it's like, it's, it's that conscious practice of, you know, gratitude. I know coaches and stuff are always going on and on about it, but it is this really powerful way. Okay. even on a biochemical level to shift our state of being. So I'm 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 really deliberately using every every tool I have at my disposal, I'm I'm using it. I'm I'm writing down everything I'm I'm grateful for. I'm trying to, you know, make that stuff um give it as much attention and as much acknowledgement as the things that maybe I don't love so much.
0: Right. I um I have a a, a Facebook group called dance and desire. And we just did a 21 days of gratitude, writing 21 things of gratitude. Oh, each. that's hardcore, I like it. We stay for 21 days. Wow.
1: It
0: was, it was a beautiful exercise because it really makes you, sure you can write, I love my home, I'm grateful for my home, I'm grateful for my family. And then it's like, okay, now, now we gotta get down into it a little bit more. What, what really, what do you appreciate about what you do? What do you have? What do you love?
1: mm-hmm
0: and I it was just such a beautiful exercise it's like okay I'm done with 21 days but I'm going to keep going <laughs>
1: yeah 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 it's super super powerful yeah. Love it. that's awesome now so could you repeat the 21 things or did you have to come up with 21 new things you can
0: Do whatever you wanted okay. um I personally tried not to repeat them but I definitely had some repeats
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know some days like oh my god I'm so grateful for my man. He's just rocking my boat today. You know, 21 days. You better be rocking my boat. <laughs> I hope he came up more than once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You yeah, did. So yeah, but but I but I really wanted to get into the intricacies of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, the things that smelling the flowers and watching the buds come up and the little things, the little things that sometimes you just pass by. Yeah. Or, or that you go, oh, that's really beautiful. And then you keep going. It's like, no, wait a minute. Stop and really look at that. Yeah. Oh, I love my plates. My God, I eat off beautiful plates. Yeah. That's really important to me. You know, it's like, okay, what is important? I surround myself with beauty. Mm-hmm. My own kind of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. I choose that.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? It's a way of declaring dominion. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. So great. Well, it's been so much fun to talk with you. Oh,
1: so good to talk to you. I'm like, oh, I could keep going so long, but I do have to go get my kids because real life. And here we are. I gotta go get in the minivan and go get them.
0: <laughs> but I'm so happy to share you with with my people. And um, hi, everybody. Thanks, thanks for, for watching. <laughs> it's so good with our tribes. Our tribes are growing around the world, and that's so exciting. I love doing this series, this heart and hustle series, and just being able to share what what beautiful, creative people do and how they get to where they are and doing the work that they love, the work that speaks from their heart and what they give back to the world. Um, Cause that's, that's what it's all about. You know, doing what you love and then being able to give that back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so thank you so much. And again, people, I will put all her contacts down below so that you can, you can check out her queen sweep and her coaching programs. And you have a year-long program as well, right?
1: I do, I do. Yeah, the EFBA mentorship.
0: Yeah, so there's lots of really great things on her site. and Sign up to get her Friday missives, which are provocative and fabulous. Thank you. And um, it's been a pleasure. Oh,
1: thank you so much for having me. It was a total treat. I really loved it.
0: I'm gonna put my song back on as we wave goodbye here. You can do a little.
1: Pressure, you're just a professionally trained dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: yeah, intimidated at all. Yeah. yeah. I can shake it, you know? I can shake it. So, um, anyway, thank you, Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers and Shakers. Anna Kunnicki, did I say it right? Yeah. I it, I said it right. And Amazing. I call it Reese me at www.pauletteReeseDennis.com. And we'll see you next time.